Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Harris-Biden administration is going to relaunch that effort and keep pushing. A Harris administration together with Joe Biden. U.S. troops died in Iran and Afghanistan. How do you respond to the criticism that has, uh, uh, we've seen this all over, about the vice president using a teleprompter during some of these interviews? Oh, well, I mean, first of all, I, I would say very clearly the vice president uses a teleprompter. Uh, on occasion, you see it as giving a speech, but he is also out there every day. The latest in the questions. coronavirus emergency, a party problem in Sherborne. More than 100 students attended a large party, and school officials say they were not socially distancing them. Oh, no. Sherborne, there you go. Another one bites the dust. Another school year pushed back. Nobody has your back, high schoolers, except for me. Uncle T. Ooh, what is that buzz? Uh, something's going on. It's one of those days when I got in the uh, studio, we call it, and uh, everything's been rearranged because kids have been in here. Gremlins have been in here. Remember Yoda when he was screwing with all Luke's stuff? Those are my kids constantly. Everything they do, um, they um, they are destructive. They're tiny little tornadoes, but we love them, right? And someday they'll grow up to be partiers in Sherborne, getting plastered at a house and... Uh, inviting everybody from neighboring towns over, including the dodgy towns. And then once again, running into the woods and giving police false names. This must stop immediately. This must stop. You will pay, by the way, Dover, Sherbourne. The latest in the coronavirus emergency, a party problem in Sherbourne. More than 100 students attended a large party and school officials say they were not socially distancing. Now, Dover, Sherbourne High School... We'll now have a delayed start to the school year. Tonight we're learning how Damn that right party... Yeah, Ryan, and I spoke to the woman who owns that house. She tells me her daughter invited eight friends over for a gathering for a birthday. And Plausible deniability. 
Why not? That's pretty standard stuff. I just invited a couple of the good kids that you know from humanities class, and then somehow word spread and they converged upon the house, Mom. Her friends... Where was Mom, by the way? ...posted about that gathering on social media, and that mother tells me it spread like wildfire. Somehow come over to my mom's mansion and enjoy a raging kegger here um, amid the door... The, uh, you know, the pandemic, I'm a 17-year-old or 16-year-old uh, high school girl, and make sure, please, you don't uh, bring any more friends because, you know, I'll be able to stop you. How old is this story? This happens. I mean, this is, makes me feel young again, but once it's a return to normalcy for high schoolers. They just, they have no time for this COVID, COVID stuff, but president, I'm sorry, but the town and the school committee, they are not pleased. Massive house party up here. Oh. Dover Sherborne Regional High School was supposed to start in-person learning Tuesday, but a party where school officials say 100 to 150 students gathered has now delayed that start. A little bit frustrating for a lot of us, and a lot of us are kind of upset about uh, the fact that other people are not being responsible, and we're going to have to take the fall for it. The superintendent says kid, teens were not social distancing, not wearing masks, and drinking to excess at the party on Green Lane. We probably had about 20, 25 kids flee on foot, and uh, we're trying to get names and date of birth and parents here. The owner of the home says her 15-year-old daughter had eight friends over to celebrate a birthday, and some of her friends posted about the gathering on social media, and it spread like wild. You guys, could you make sure you don't post on social media about the party? Okay, Trista. Fire. She says her daughter called to inform her of what was going on. The mother says kids from several schools showed up at her home, bringing alcohol and jumping on this ping pong table, breaking it. I think that's very... Ping pong table. You, you break a person's ping pong table in a time of COVID, that is low. Low. Any chance at all that became a beer pong table? Stupid behavior. I think like all of the parents should tell the kids... Did you just say that the parents should kill the kids? Because that makes you the most interesting man in the street uh, witness to speak into a local news microphone I've heard in a long time. For this situation, make them understand the consequence. While no one at the... Yes, I like her as a mom already. Party is believed to have the coronavirus. How do you know? How do you know who does and doesn't? Do they test everybody? Nobody knows who the hell does and doesn't have what and what test is working. I'm not a doctor, by the way, so I can't uh, back that up. I'm just uh, a cynic. Out of an abundance of caution, school officials... How could you write that copy and actually speak it? I, Channel 7, I love you. This is WHDH in Boston. But uh, out of an abundance of caution, well, I guess maybe she pulled it from the school committee or whatever. Schools have decided students will work remotely until September 21st. The superintendent tells families, We all know this is not a new thing for teenagers. However, these are not ordinary times. And choosing to flout the rules set down by society in the pandemic, they have now put us all at risk. It's too bad, though. It's pretty irresponsible of the students who decide to go to that. Listen, nerd. You obviously weren't invited and would have died to go in a second. It was a raging party. Over a hundred people from surrounding towns. Everybody thought ahead to bring beer. But they will be punished. Punitive action will be taken. Now everybody must be punished for this. Because that's government. Ham-handed government. Ham-handed government. You were not, I repeat, were not punished if you were hurling a brick through a window of a squad car just a couple of months ago. It's all about timing. Dover, Sherborne, kids, all about timing. Good news, down the street in Boston, Massachusetts, dining is coming back. 
Well, I'm sorry. I shouldn't say that. Um, dining is going to continue. The mayor, after you know, we've only lost about a you know three fourths of the dining facilities and bars that I grew up with now because of these uh, lockdowns and closures. But Mayor Marty Walsh is benevolent as usual and has some excellent news for you, people who want to eat outside. And as you know, the weather's getting better and better for outside dining. Today I can announce also that we're extending the October outdoor dining program beyond its original date of October 31st. Restaurants using private outdoor space can continue to do so for the duration of the public health emergency. Oh. And restaurants using public health space on streets and sidewalks will be able to continue until December 1st when we'll look at the situation again. That is fantastic. Thank you so much, Mayor Walsh. Till December 1st. Man, it is. there is nothing more enjoyable than pulling up to L'Espalier, if that's open anymore, or, or the uh, Capitol Grill, and the Grill 23 in Boston, and, you know... It being four below zero with snow squalls. Can you tell me what the specials are? Sorry, can you say that again? Do you mind if you concede us a little further away from the street? The slush keeps blowing up on us. We're soaking wet here. My son has hypothermia. Do you mind if uh, if we get near the uh, exhaust? Can you imagine? You can dine outside in Boston all winter long. I'll never be able to forget that big snowstorm a couple of years ago. Man, the, the dining was great. And, well, you might not believe it, but the world almost missed Christmas. We were all out at the Red Hat in Boston, dining outside on chicken wings and those um, those uh, breaded pickles for some reason. And uh, the snow squall came in, and Grandpa froze to death right there in front of us. But we got to enjoy. He died at doing what he loved to do, eating breaded pickles. Thank you so much, Mayor Walsh. That is so, such a nice thing. You know, there's a hell of a guy, and there's a hell of a guy. I do one thing. I do like Marty Walsh for one thing. Uh, well, well, no, actually, I like him personally because he, to me, he's just a. He's such a Dorchester guy, such a Dorchester guy. I can just imagine. He just reminds me of a lot of people who in the 80s were like, could always get your socks tickets and sold Coke. You know, I'm not saying he, that's not him. And, and he's been a clean and sober guy. And he's been good to me in my professional journalistic career. But he just reminds me of that. He's got that Dorchester accent down. He seems like a kid who was throwing me a beating in about 1993 when I uh, like crossed over uh, – um, you know, dot Ave, and uh, was in the wrong neighborhood suddenly. But what I do like, like one time, one time, this is funny. One time, uh, we had an Ed board meeting with him, and about five or six, probably seven years ago now. And I was this is at the time I was parking in Boston a lot, and I got a lot of tickets, parking tickets. So I decided after the meeting to do this this little trick, this little joke like a movie um for it wasn't instagram then it was whatever the other one was it t took seven seconds of video i was going to use it for social media for we, we were we ran the online radio station there then and um and i had my ticket in my pocket and at the end of the meeting i went to marty walsh and he's like oh well thanks for having me he goes to shake my hand and i um i took the ticket out and i said oh thanks uh mr mayor if you don't mind and he said uh, and he grabbed the ticket <laughs> and i said Oh no no! I'm just doing a joke, but it's so. I just love the fact that it's such a re, um, you know, it, it's such a reflex that these guys fix tickets for their friends, 
And I have no problem. I should have let him take the ticket, actually. I've never... I need to know a guy who will be a fixer for me. I need this. I need somebody in the inside who will pull the levers of in, of government in a in a mildly to mid level corruption uh, level in uh, in do me a solid. But until then, he's allowed us to dine outside. So come to Boston, Massachusetts. There is nothing better, nothing better than um, than dining at the. Uh, I can't think of the name of the restaurants anymore. What are the restaurants down there? That uh, well, legal seafood, but that's not on the pier. I guess on Rose Wharf. Come to Rose Wharf um, at the Boston Harbor Hotel in December first. There is nothing more comfortable than that chilly, frigid, knife-piercing winter breeze. You know, absolutely enveloping you off of the ocean. And uh, don't order anything hot. I would just say go with cold stuff because the hot stuff is not going to be staying hot. I assume that the that most of the um, the dishware will crack from the heat anyway. Well, that's actually, is if we continue to have uh, mostly peaceful protests, then you're going to have somebody yelling at you at point blank anyway through um, while the COVID disease works its way around the mask. You'll see all the steam coming around the mask and uh, demands that you do the uh, black power symbol. So please come to Boston. Mm-hmm. How many people remember that that first scene in Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer was was actually black and white footage of a real snowstorm? Everybody pushing cars and stuff. I wonder where that was. That was stock footage in, like, 64, they said. All right, we were going to start this out and make it seem a little bit real for people before we uh, plunge them into the world of absolutely unbelievably awkward, unrealistic claymation. Go to Studio 3A and grab some of the uh, the uh, outtakes from um, the um, the uh, weather forecast. Oh, I do like that movie. Still, even though it is, they are a little hard on the guy, on the reindeer and on Rudolph, and also the, the like the fact that the monster beats the hell out of Clarice too. And then they rip the monster's teeth out. There's a lot probably wrong with the movie. The whole idea of the I of the island of misfit toys, this asylum for disabled toys. Eh, not sure how how cool that was. So I'm not segueing from using the word dis- disabled, but it's been an interesting day today. If Joe Biden's had some more some more challenges. These are just words. Uh, Sometimes elude him, and sometimes words present themselves to him that shouldn't. U.S. troops died in Iran and Afghanistan. They died in Iran uh, during the what the Desert Eagle uh, attempt to rescue hostages in 1979 or something, but mostly U.S. troops died in Iraq and Afghanistan. U.S. troops died in Iran and Afghanistan. Oy. And this odd thing that's happened to in the last couple of days, where you've got... You tell me if this is a coincidence. You've probably heard this already. Harris-Biden administration is going to relaunch that effort and keep pushing... What? The Harris-Biden administration? And then Harris herself... You need to make sure you have a president in the White House who actually sees you, who understands your needs, who understands the dignity of your work, and who has your back. A Harris 
administration together with Joe Biden as the president of the United States. The Biden-Harris administration will have access, provide access to $100 billion in low-interest loans and investments for minority business yeah, owners. Hold on, rewind a little bit. A Harris administration together with Joe Biden. Harris-Biden administration is going to relaunch that effort and keep pushing. So this, uh, not surprisingly, has many on the right saying, aha, the Trojan horse has been exposed. I don't actually think, I mean, I do assume that if Biden wins that she will be president in fairly short order. I don't think she's pulling the strings at this moment. I believe it's people around Biden who are making the decisions right now and backfilling the ideological uh, content that they need, depending on the news of the day. So this pendulum of uh, how pro-law enforcement or how pro-anarchy they want to be, you know, that's something that's very fluid and will do, be decided as they go forward, especially if he keeps – if he continues to lead in the polls, although he's got uh, – Trump is closing in the in the um, toss-up states, you know, in the Midwest, Wisconsin, uh, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and, and Biden's losing – uh, support amongst um, the Latinos. That's what I, that's it, right? Latinos. Um, so, and in Florida too. So Trump, Trump is hemorrhaging the white educated vote, vote in the middle class and gathering, garnering all this support from minorities. Actually, he's up with black voters too. How interesting. I mean, he's got an, he's got a totally unorthodox set of, um, set of principles that he's been running on, you know, Pro blue collar, you just—he's unrecognizable from the previous, from the previous Republican candidate nominee. Nothing you don't know already. It'll be interesting to see how this works. And wouldn't that be? Imagine Trump won, and it was due to a surge in voting in support from the Latino community and the um, in the Black community. Imagine that, and what a. How the hell would the people on TV handle that? How would the media reckon with that? Certainly Van Jones would have license to say whatever he wants to say. But how would the other people, how would the people on MSNBC? There's no doubt that the media, the left media would find a way to gaslight or very subliminally or highly veiled cast aspersions in judgment on those minorities for doing what they did. They would not be able to contain themselves. It would be an end-of-the-world crisis for them anyway, the fact that Trump was reelected, Because they've never, we've talked about this, they've never had to <clears throat> reconcile with the idea that he was ever elected in the beginning, remember? He's, this is an invalid uh, presidency because he, it was, he was given a presidency by Vladimir Putin, according to them. Wouldn't it be interesting He's still having, Biden's still having some trouble. Sometimes he's very lucent. Sometimes he's not. He definitely uses a teleprompter. And the campaign still can't find a way to, to explain that away. Um, you remember a couple of days ago, um, TJ Ducklow on Brett Baer uh, talked about this stuff. 
Uh, Brett Baer put it to him. Is, is Biden using a teleprompter? Has Joe Biden ever used a teleprompter during local interviews or to answer Q&A with supporters? Brett, we are not going to engage. This is this is straight from the Trump campaign. Well, yeah, they're points. using and, it. And what it does and what it does, Brett, is it's trying to distract the American people. I'm just from, they're from, using from it. They the talk about it every day. Can you what, say yes or no? That's because they talk about it every day, Brett, because they don't have a coherent. Uh, well, you have strategy. an answer. Yes or no, Brett. They talk about it every day because <laughs> they don't have a coherent argument for why Donald Trump deserves no. reelection, deserves four more years. We know that he lied to the American people. We know that he has not uh, shown leadership during this crisis, and they are desperate to throw anything they can against the wall to try to distract from that fact. I understand, but you can't answer the question. Brett, I am not going to allow okay. the Trump campaign to funnel their questions through Fox News and get me to respond to that. <laughs> well, TJ, we appreciate your time, and thank, thank you for coming on. Thank you, Thanks, TJ. Brett. Next up this evening. So two more flacks. Another flack for Biden was on the news today. I don't know who interviewed her. I think it's more of a smaller outfit or might even be an online interviewer. Her name is Jen O'Malley Dillon, and she's asked the same question. How do you respond to the criticism that has uh, uh, we've seen this all over about the vice president using a teleprompter during some of these interviews? Oh, well, I mean, first of all, I, I would say very clearly the vice president uses a teleprompter uh, on occasion. You see it as a, giving a speech, but he is also out there every day taking questions from reporters. You're seeing that today. He's in Florida uh, and will continue to take questions. He's take I think he took questions four or five times uh, out on the stump and out of his travel last week. So how do you respond? So, yeah. So. Oh, how do you respond to the the allegations that Biden is using a teleprompter to answer questions from local reporters? Well, he's out there. He uses a teleprompter for speeches, and he's out there talking to reporters. She never addressed the issue. That's a glaring issue. That is a bad look. The, the more they don't talk about it, and it, it sticks out as something that's um, – God, I don't want to say this. Don't make me say this, Tom. Don't make me say this. As as CNC Music Factory uh, once said, uh, things that make you go, hmm, I don't feel good about having said that, but it does, it does, uh, because it's this odd thing that they can't seem to put away. It's almost if you know it was odd too with Romney. Remember the the Seamus on the roof story that was just bizarre. They put the yeah, we put him on the roof and we drove across the country and. He was fine. Of course, they had the hose off the top of the car because Seamus was going to the bathroom up there, I assume in a sh- state of sheer panic. But in, in Romney was acting as if, as if it was total norm, totally normal. It was normal to him, maybe. But I remember one time Chris Wallace said, really? That, that doesn't seem bizarre? And it is bizarre. And you can't put that away. And that was one thing about Romney. And I generally liked him. I thought he was a decent guy. I certainly voted for him. But I thought, how much I wonder how much that's hurting, that he's like that, that, that he did that. I mean, anybody who's a dog person is going to say, what the frig? You cannot do that. But it's also just odd for any human to do. I mean, really? Guys, I've had an epiphany. See, we take Seamus, we put him in his cage, and we put him right up top. We just lash the thing to the the cage, to the uh, top of the car, and he'll be, you know, good as grapes. It just seems weird. But uh, the, the thing is with Biden is it also I think it sticks with it. It speaks to Romney that, that he's a dog on the roof kind of guy. It also speaks to Biden that he can't do this thing that he used to be able to do now without a teleprompter. He can't do it without notes, without reading something. It's not just notes, that he's got to read it. And there there's direction in there for him, you know. 
and but he reads the direction half the time. So you hear him in speeches pipe up really loud sometimes, and then go down. And those all that direction's written in a teleprompter usually. Um, so it's it's odd, and I'm not saying. By the way, I'm not saying Trump ain't an odd duck either. I mean, I know that odd duck more because I've dealt with New Yorkers more. Um, but Biden is, isn't who he used to be, and this just reinforces that to voters. And like I told you, I've talked to a couple of suburban women who think Biden's just not there, and he's not the guy. And maybe that's why we're here. You need this. to make sure you have a president in the White House who actually sees you who understands your needs, who understands the dignity of your work, and who has your back. A Harris administration together with Joe Biden as the president of the United States, the Biden-Harris administration. Is that what that is? Harris-Biden administration is going to relaunch that effort and keep pushing. Is that a wink to worried voters to say the, by the way, I understand we know Joe's in decline. But we need his name. His name, because of his association with Barack Obama, will get us to overthrow Trump. Just bear with us. It's really going to be Harris Biden, and she's still got all her all of her faculties. She's still sharp. Is that what that is? I don't know. You know who's you know, you know who's sharp. Who I wish we had a version of as Republicans in Congress, Nancy Pelosi. Don't get me wrong. I'm not a Pelosi fan. I understand that there are times when she's she seems to be like it seems like she's getting electric shock therapy as she's speaking, and she's very wacky. And she was her her effort to undermine the war effort in the early 2000s to me will always um, will always draw my ire for her. I'll, I'll never I'll never be a fan. But she's a if she had conservative principles and. Because she's got fortitude. She is strong. She is. She can hit hard. And I like that. And she just busted Jim Cramer uh, dissing her today. And uh, I wonder what's going to happen over this. I, I, that was between you and I think Secretary Mnuchin. I mean, what deal can we have, uh, Crazy Nancy? I'm sorry. I, that, that was the president. I, I, I have such reverence for the office. I would never use that term. But it is but hard, you just did. Oh, come <laughs> but on. you just did. You know what I mean. Yeah, just did. In other words, somebody's something is in a sling right now. Oof. <sighs> so it's cold up here in Boston. If you're up here, I'm in Massachusetts, north of Boston. If you're up here, um, then you know that it is like um, it's about 60 degrees today. Colder. Take away about 32 of those degrees, and you'll get a good feel for what it's going to be like to eat outside of one of Boston's restaurants very shortly. Uh, I got to thank John Ward for sending me something. You know, John? John Ward is my friend from Winchester, Massachusetts. I'll say very little more about him in case he doesn't want to be known. But he was uh, my childhood friend, and we continue to be now uh, old, old people now, friends. Um, and uh, he sent me this great, this thing I'd never seen before. <clears throat> it's this, it's actually from seven years old, but it's this guy who na named Doc something. What's his name? Let me see. Um, hold on. That's great. Um, hold on. Let me, I just want to make sure I can get this thing. Joey Boots. 
So this guy named Joey Boots, and I think that he was maybe affiliated or was a caller or just a part of a whack pack or whatever of the Howard Stern show, maybe seven years ago. <clears throat> and anyway, there's this video that I'd never seen before that shows him and he sees Tucker Carlson fishing in Central Park and he has him on camera and confronts him. Now, seven years ago, Tucker was not as well known as he is now. I mean, his, his star has gone through the roof, but you would know him seven years ago. In 2013, Tucker had been on every cable network, had been all over the place. It was just a few years before. He was probably doing part-time hits in Fox then on the weekends. Um, but he didn't get the big gig till I think 2016, I think. Um, it was so, but this guy either recognized him or didn't, maybe he probably did recognize him, whatever, because he was it, 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 a guy who seemed to be in part of the media, but it doesn't really matter. So listen to this guy. He sees, you see Tucker, Tucker's wearing gray pants and a green, like rain jacket, and he's fishing in Central Park, in a little pond in Central Park. This guy decides to bust him, to confront him. And this exchange is just beautiful. How are you doing? So Tucker sees him for a while. Uh, was, I just heard a camera, so maybe there is this guy was part of an organization. Tucker sees him after a while and then just walks towards the cameraman. Right. I didn't know you could fish here. What's that? Huh? What's that? What's that? Pull the video camera. Oh, I didn't know you could fish here. You can. You can? Yeah. What are you fishing for? Are you videotaping me? Yeah. Why? Because you're in public. I can. Well, I know you can. I, okay. I'm not challenging your right. I just okay. don't know why you I want. find it interesting that you're fishing in Central Park. Oh, yeah. It's absolutely allowed. Okay. It's allowed in three ponds. It's allowed in the pond. I've never seen anybody fish here before. I videotape that which I find interesting and unique about the city of New York. Well, it's a good thing. Yeah, you can. You can um, go right on the... The Central Park website, and I'll okay. tell you, you can fish in the mirror. Yeah, no, I'm not challenging the fact that you can. I'm just curious. I never. Tucker is so calm here, and when he's looking at him, he's doing it in that kind of doe-eyed way where he looks at the camera now, which everybody copies now. <laughs> and he's so calm, and he's right close to the guy talking to him. See anybody fishing? It's not very good fishing, and there's too many people around. What kind of fish are there? Um, there are large. Not very good fishing. Too many people around. Hint, hint. First, there's the first burn. There's more to come. Um, there are largemouth bass. In this thing here? Yeah. And what do you use for bait? Uh, I'm a white fly fish, so I use flies. Do you catch the flies yourself? No, flies are... I'll show you. <laughs> oh, those are the things you make. Uh, you, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, the string. I'm stupid. I don't... No, actually, stupid and not stupid. Because if he thought he's using flies, buzz, buzz... The follow-up question, do you catch the flies yourself, is a really astute and interesting question. That's a good question. The fact that he's that he doesn't know that fly fishing is not real flies means that maybe he's just never left the city or that he's certainly not a super genius. I don't, I don't fly fish. Now Tucker walks away, and he's grabbing his little fly kit to show the guy. That's right. Most people don't. I've been, like, deep, you know, seawater, you know. Deep sea fishing on party boats and such, French boats. Party boats and such. Oh, okay. You showing See, him the and fly. you tie them. Yeah, yeah. And you tie your own flies? I do, yeah. You do? Where'd you grow up? 
Uh, I grew up in California. Yeah, you did a lot of fly fishing out there? Not really. No? But I learned in later life, and it's a... So, um, one, I have a problem with people who tie their own flies. We'll talk about that later, even though I've done it myself. But I've I got a problem with myself. But Tucker is being so calm and so deliberate with this guy who's obviously looking for a reaction. But Tucker is speaking to him with compassion. A great pleasure and a great sport. It's like relaxing, right? It's very. Uh, and you know, you live in New York now? No. Well, I do live here part time, actually. Okay. Um, I can tell by your manner that you're from New York. Get the hell out of here! <laughs> Is it my accent? It's everything about you. Uh. <laughs> so maybe he didn't know what Tucker, who Tucker was, because he asked if he, if he, uh, if he lived there. <laughs> it's everything about you, New York. Get the hell out of here. Is it my accent? It's everything about you, uh-huh. I would say. <laughs> so when you videotape people, and I don't mind, right? but I bet you some people do. Yeah, they assault me sometimes. Is that true? Yeah. It makes for good video, though. What do you do with the video? I put it up on my channel. I have a lot of people that follow me. Do you really? Yeah. That's great. There you go. That's it. That's Tucker fly fishing. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I have... Uh, Damn, you know, I've only I've met him once in person, and this is back in 2006. And we were doing a remote broadcast with Howie Carr. No, it couldn't have been 2006. It was an election year. So it must have been 2008. Obama's running 2008, of course. And we were in we were doing a a, a um remote broadcast with Howie Carr. Tucker was on the ascension at this time. He was looking for more exposure and gigs, etc. So he had uh, managed to wrangle an interview to be on on with Howie. Maybe he was doing Crossfire back then, maybe. I'm not sure. But anyway, um, we were all sitting in this booth, one of these round booths. It was me, Howie's producer, the engineer, Howie, and I think that's it. But so Tucker, because there were people in front of us and there was no way to get in the booth, he climbed over. And I thought that was so cool. It's a, like a kid would. He just climbed from behind from another booth and climbed and, and like sat right in with us. And he was a really nice guy. A really nice guy. I wish I'd gotten his I wish I'd gotten his um contact info. Because I, I like him. I've heard that he's he's built a studio or so something in Maine. Uh, so but back to fly fishing. And this may lose me friends. Yeah. So I don't like um, – I think there's something really, like, sporty, woodsy, hardo about fly fishermen who tie their own flies. I mean, it's such a, a – like, a little elitist, arrogant thing. Yeah, you've got your, you know, your spinning reel or whatever kind of uh, reel and your ugly stick or whatever with your, you know, three-pound test line and trilene or whatever it is and your – cool lore or you're using some uh, crayfish or whatever some kind of live thing and that that makes you so you know that makes you so um it, it it's so boorish you know that's such a like classless thing to do but me i'm in waders and i'm i tie my own flies which i've done as well i used my dog's fur one time not all of it just a little bit and um i tie my own flies because i'm interesting i'm one with the nature and my rod and reel, my I use a, a, a ridiculously long rod and have to go back and forth 
using the wind and inertia to get my fly where I want it to be, where it, where I just jerk it a little bit sometimes, and it looks like a a, a fly that's on the water and the largemouth bath, largemouth bass, or whatever it is. I'm sure the fly fisherman wants wants their fish to be salmon or or um, or um, rainbow trout, probably. You know, more of the uh, thoroughbred fish, the beautiful fish. And it's there's something just so ugh. There's I can't. There's something so comfortably blowing into a hot mug of coffee, wearing a really overcomfortable LL Bean sweater thing about it that I I can't stand. Probably because I'm not a normal person, and and those people who do that probably are. I just can't can't do it. And maybe they drive a Woody, you know, from the fifties or something. There's something about that. The same kind of people who do that, who fly fish, and you'll know if they fly fish. They will tell you. There's no way they're not going to tell you that they're going fishing and they're waiting for you. Oh, ask, please ask what kind. Please ask what kind so I can say fly fishing. Oh, you know, fly fishing. Yeah, yeah. They're the, you know what? They're the same kind of people who jog barefoot and do marathons in uh, 5Ks barefoot. Oh, I can't stand those people. I'm sorry. If you're one of them, then you're the exception. But I can't stand them. They... Just begging, begging. I've seen the same guy at two different 5Ks. Just waiting and begging for somebody to ask him about it. Ask him about it, you know? It's something about those people. Oh, oh man, they just, they're waiting. Oh, yeah, no, it's when you're calloused enough. Really, the human foot is not made to be shot in anything. It's the natural contours of the foot are supposed to be on the earth and the, in the pavement. And it, it, you'd be surprised at just how... Thanks a lot. I understand. You're better. I understand you're tying your own flies and you're better and you do that. That also, you know what else is that kind of guy? And this is this goes right with the fly fishing. It is the kind of people who when there's a snowstorm cross country this no, I mean in the city. When there's a snowstorm in the city, they cross country ski to work. I used to work with one of these guys. Oh my god. <laughs> Could would love it. Snowstorm, cross country skiing. Oh, what? Nothing. I'm just cross country skiing to work. Well, how interesting, Ed. His name was Ed. How interesting, Ed. Wow, that is. You're a really interesting person. I assume you fish with a spinning reel, right? No, no. Actually, I just just do the fly fishing. It's puts me at one with nature. I'm kind of. Uh, I'm of the environment when I do that. Ski, cross country skiing to work. What a jerk. Oh, now I'm making myself upset. Other people on this list are, I, I will never believe, and I'm sorry, and I'm going to lose you. I'm sorry. I, I believe me, I have affectations too. No, I don't. At this point, there's nothing left of me. I'm, I'm dead inside. But but I don't like people who uh, play pool and act like they're freaking Minnesota fats around the pool table, even though it's just like some you know scratch game at a at a at a at a uh, pool hall that means nothing and he's not that good but still like lines it up make sure it's one of these things where y you can look like the real thing so much that people just get into it whereas if they were playing alone at home in their attic they would never do that stuff never it just makes you into a big jerk i w i would use other words but i've uh, decided to make this uh, rated pg add to that cigar smokers I do not believe that 96% of the people who say they love cigars actually like cigars. I don't get the point with cigars. 
what are you doing with that thing that you're not? It doesn't taste good. Doesn't smell not especially good. Um, it, it's a. Uh, you're not inhaling. What's the point? The point is to get the thing into your bloodstream and through your lungs, and that's why smoking is awesome. Though some say it's uh, harmful. Um, but with cigars, oh, it's such a like hard old look at me thing. It ended with the cigar people, of course, are the um, are the Scotch uh, aficionados. Those go hand in hand. If you're a Scotch aficionado, then you're also a cigar person. And oh, you know all about single malt Scotch and double malt Scotch and triple and how many times filtered. And well, this place, this this brand is actually really interesting because they use the sycamore trees for mere woods actually that have been aged. Some of those trees are over three thousand years old. And they're in the uh, stuff is the, the 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 oh you know the barrels they use those for the casks, and that flavor releases this really really rosy bouquet that it can't be duplicated. Shut up with your backstory about your fishing and your scotch, and your cigar. Oh, I know this. It's a really good Cohiba. That is is a Cohiba a brand or a cigar? I know it's a brand. It's a very good Churchill or whatever. You know the leaves they use. Cigar people always know about the leaves that they wrap. You'd be surprised. Cigars from, from Connecticut, some of the leaves are really good. The wrap is really good. By the way, I am willing to reverse my stance on cigars, on um, on uh, scotch, on fly fishing, and on cross-country skiing in the city if any of you in those businesses want to advertise on this podcast. I am absolutely – I've put my time in with scotch. I am willing to endorse it in a second – I find it to be interesting and utilitarian to have uh, cross-country skis at the ready in case there's a snowstorm in this city. And uh, I, there's, I love cigars. I'm willing to love cigars because you wouldn't believe it, but even up this far north, up in Connecticut, there's, there's a, actually, there are leaves. I put my time in as a smoker, too. I smoked from age 15 to 30, so smoke shops, keep that in mind. I am here. And uh, what was the last one? And the fly fishing people. Remember, I told you I tied flies. I had the Orvis fly tying kit. I respect that. I believe it's the most pure way to fish. And uh, I am here for you. I'm happy to endorse. I will um, write. I will notarize a, a testimonial that says I do all this stuff, and I'm happy to immediately. And now I'll stop leaning into your car as you're on uh, the bad part of Mass Ave. So, so those are my. But you know, another problem now I'm having this reckoning. Unfortunately, is that one of the Gallagher's? It's Noel Gallagher, one of the jerks from Oasis, who I waged a jihad on in 1994, I think originally. I hated those guys. I hated that they were copying the Beatles songbook, uh, uh, songbook. Even though I was copying the Beatles songbook, maybe that's why I hated them. I hated that they were so trying to be like the Beatles. And uh, and I hated that they were always fighting and they were trashing hotel rooms. It was like, I mean, how cliche are you going to be? I don't think I had any good songs. And I just, I, I made it my life's business to turn Oasis on when it came on the radio at any at any cost. Uh, and now Noel Gallagher is like ranting about masks saying, isn't it interesting that you're, you have to wear a mask at a restaurant uh, unless you, uh, unless you're eating, which time you can take it off, as, as if the virus is going to come up to you and say, "Oh wait, he's having a sandwich. We'll just leave him alone right now." And so I, I cannot make common cause with Noel Gallagher. I can't. There are some things. 
There's some things. There's some things I can't sell. I'm willing to sell out for the skis, for the cigars, for the scotch, and for the fly tying. I'm not going down the Oasis Road. I'm not. What is left of me, I ask you, if I do that? Uh, they pull me back in, they pull me back in, and they pull me back in. Mm-hmm. But it's cold out. Get ready. <sighs> What's your problem, by the way? Let me know if, what you're what you're thinking. Uh, the hang-ups, the things people do that they got to stop doing. Oh, yeah, actually, I put this in the show notes a few months back or a few weeks back, whatever. George Carlin has a great list of these things, including <laughs> he had a problem with guys who harmonized the last few notes of Happy Birthday, and that's an absolute classic. That is a completely perfect. I'm going to add another one to this. And if this is you, uh, I you're accepted from this rule. Guys who are really into wristwatches, and they'll let you know a little bit about them. Yeah, well, no, yeah, it's a Rolex. But the thing about Rolex is they're not a good all-weather watch. So I have this blah, 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 blah from Japan, and you can see a, a lot of times a, a watch will be choppy as it the second hand, but this is, is smooth because it's made of a titanium alloy that has just been uh, mined, ored out of uh, out of uh, South Africa. They got exclusive rights to this mine for 30 years. Oh, man. I was a bartender at a... Uh, at the Harvard Club a long time ago, not that long ago, I guess, right around uh, 2001, whatever. And um, and I remember this. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, God. This is a, turned into a therapy session. When you're a bartender for functions, there's always a guy who will stand at your bar, pretend to drum in the bar. Usually do something like be looking behind you to see what you have for booze. All right, my good man, uh, what do you have for scotches there? As he's craning his neck looking behind me, and I'm like, man, I would I would love to break a bottle of freaking ouzo over your head right now. It's only because it happens like 800 times during the night, and you got the same kind of guy. It's the same guy. They print like thousands of these guys, hundreds of millions of these guys around the earth. And he's like, bah, 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 bah. and he's like, I remember one time one guy was doing that, and he's drumming on the, on the bar, bah, bah, bah. And there's a young lady with him, very pretty, which made me hate this guy even more. Um, and he's like, all right, um, you know what? Do me a favor. I want two um, rocks glasses, and I want you to pull, fill them half with grenadine and half with, um, what's that stuff that you use in a martini but make it dry? What goes in a martini? Um, that stuff that you make it dry. What? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I just lost my place here. Uh, what's the stuff that goes in the martini? Um, martini recipe. Martini recipe. Yeah, there's both dry and sweet. Vermouth. Okay. Guy, the guy goes, he's tapping on the thing. All right. Yeah. Can you please fill up two rocks glasses with half grenadine, which makes him a jerk already, obviously, and um, and half vermouth, please? And I said, oh, okay, sure. And I do it. And I hear, and she says it. She takes the bait. The girl with him says, young lady with him says, oh, my God, that's interesting. Where'd you get that? And he said, well, let's just a little something I picked up in Argentina. And I thought, oh, my God, it is a, it is, it is a good thing that I'm not armed at the moment. 
But there you go. That guy also definitely, definitely ties his own flies. He absolutely. Um, he, I also I got a problem with golfers too. You know that they just happen to have their clubs in the back of the car. And but uh, does that leave anybody left? By the way, don't unsubscribe if I've offended you. Um, I'm probably willing to personally uh, retract every part of that. Um, so, yeah, that's it. But I do like a lot of things. I do. I remember one time, 1995, this young lady, this beautiful woman walked into this bar I was at, and, uh, and she said, how's it going? And I said, good. And she said she ordered a shot of Jack Daniels and she drank it, and she said uh, something like, uh, "So this is a cool bar." And she ordered another shot of Jack Daniels and she drank it. She said, "Hey, you have a good day. We'll see you." And she walked away. And I thought, "What an impressive, self-assured young person that is." You know, she doesn't really take much. I guess you can tell right now to to um, to impress me, but uh, that did it. You know, I liked that, and I'm uh, and I'm sticking with it. All right, where is Alice? Is Alice around? I don't think she is. So we'll get her tomorrow, all right? Hey, thank you so much, everybody. Maybe we'll have an event in one of the restaurants in uh, December. You can We can all join and hang out. We can talk about scotch. We'll pass around cigars. All those things I love, advertisers. I love them all. Follow me at Twitter, at Tom Shattuck. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for the nice reviews and the, um, and the, the five stars and all that stuff. I really appreciate it. Take it easy. C'est la vie Two more hogs got fever 